This podcast is aimed at the veteran community. It hopes to recreate a conversation taking place in any NAFI anywhere in the world right now. We want to combat social isolation by letting veterans feel part of this conversation. If you are easily offended, please switch off now. And if you want to see more, please subscribe to this channel and be part of the community. Evening everyone, uh, welcome to the Veterans in Crisis podcast. Uh, today we have Liam Quinn, who's ex-Light Infantry. Um, me and Liam's been friends since childhood. Cheers for coming in, Liam. Thanks, Jet. Uh, Thanks for asking me to come along. No problem at all. Um, so normally we start off a bit of a timeline about your childhood, but we live next door to each other, so yeah. I, I know all about your fucking childhood, I was, mate. I was actually thinking earlier. Early 80s, wasn't it? Must aye, early 80s, aye. Early 80s. And I, I mean, what's going to be funny is I've told a story, and obviously we don't say names, but I told a story about someone who lived opposite us, whose mum had a wooden leg, yeah. and uh, he flung it on the bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember? <laughs> God, there's a memory, made, isn't it? Yeah. We, we were talking about we were talking about because we had someone on and they, one of our bonfires in the guns. Um, he guns. Ah, it was the first time I had roast potatoes, and I was like, "Fucking roast potatoes!" And he was what, like, "No, no, I." And he goes, "No, no, I mean, I mean, um, baked potatoes." And I was like, "You love one, didn't you?" I said, I said "Somebody loved a fucking wooden leg on." <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> Go on, yeah. I remember that, mate. Go on, man. Oh, there's a memory of them, them black spuds. Aye, aye, we, we aye. Stand, for, uh, stand mate, just waiting for it, aye. And then, aye. Remember when we used to go and mac fires and we'd come back, black all our from up the quarries and that, yeah. and your mum's like, you've been lighting fires, I'm like... Yeah, you just get up the loads and That's living on an estate, oh, isn't man. it? I, on an estate as well, a new one that's got land round. Yeah. So, I see all the time, when I was a kid... We used to probably gun out, especially in some holidays, 8 o'clock in the morning, wouldn't be battled, 9 o'clock at night. One of the memories I've got is there was a chemist was robbed. It was a chemist robbed at town and farm shops. And then there was just all these kids walking around the estate with like a, a week's worth of gel on in one day. And it was like weeks and weeks, you know, to wash it out. But again, it's just, God, there's a few memories coming back there. I mean. It was class like, wasn't it? It was, I mean, when did I? So I moved there when I was one. Um, and I left when I think I was 11. Mm-hmm. So that would have been very early, 82, yeah, yeah. anything. So when would you? Oh, God. We lived in the downhill club when we were kids. So I started infant school four, when you were four or five when you got in. Aye. And I was only in school about a year there. And then we moved from the downhill club to Terran Farm. Aye. So I was born 73, 77. Probably about 79, yeah. Aye, yeah. I would reckon about 79. Because I'm sure I must have left. Late eighty one. When did Diana and well, before she got murdered? When did she? When did they get married? Was that eighty two? Oh, I'm not sure, mate. Because I went I'm on holiday. Sure. I remember I'm that sure. happened when I went on holiday, and then I'd left Town Farm after that. So I, I was in Town Farm actually just before Christmas, first time aye. since I moved away. From Honestly, being a kid in that street, Berwick Avenue. Aye, and it, it's got um, it's got walls. Yeah, down can't the drive middle. Through or nothing, can you? No, nah. because I'd got off at Town Farm shops and, and walked through to Town Farm Club. Aye. I was like, all memories make. Aye, uh, Billy I, Patterson. Aye, the Billy Crichton them at the bottom of the street, and there was people uh, at the top of the street. I went, I went for, I, I dropped Joe off. Joe, who's not there, I dropped Joe off because he was going for a job interview, and then I thought, oh, I'll drive down Berwick Avenue. You can't, Fucking can you? couldn't get down. Just where our house was. It, can you get in from the top? Or not? You, or you had to go to the. So I could come down, then you had to go back, and then go where the school was, and then down where the club was, yeah. and then come up that way. Because even the schools, I remember being young and the schools used to seem huge, didn't uh, they? St John Bosco. Uh, aye, aye, aye. 
Then you go past now and the tiny little places. Oh, you know. We've spent, like, St. John Bosco and then gone on the hill straight after school. Yeah, the hill. That's right. The hill, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's got trees on it now. Yeah. One of my memories is your brother on the swinging park up oh. the top of the field. Oh. Somebody stole his, his motorbike, motorbike and he, right. caught, he caught up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably that. bashed them up, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was like that. Who's that? <laughs> but again, I memories, mate. Just chatting now, just uh, thinking well, different Exactly, I the, the thing with the... I mean, us going... My dog going up and went up past... So it'll be where, like, we used to get newts and all that. Can you remember? Oh, I know what you mean. And so it, that was it, like we, we used Nissan my, and everything. Aye, aye, thing, aye, the ratty. Aye, the ratty, that's the what it was called. And we, we uh, used to... You smack little, your neck, wouldn't you? Just walk them around trying to catch... <laughs> fucking I was. It's only a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> We had little um, oh, tiny me. mud rafts, remember, that's and put right, um, polystyrene in yeah, the middle. that's right, mate. Fucking hell. Memories. And I always remember as well, some older lads, the lad who flung the, the thing, some older lads in our street, and said, hey, I have some of this whiskey, and it was piss. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember that. <laughs> I can not remember that. Well, I was, I was drinking the piss. <laughs> not you, the lad, lad opposite, oh, who flung the you. leg. Oh, right, right, I right, drank yeah. the, the guns. I have some of that. We were all sitting. Yeah. And he got, and we all got, I'm not fucking drinking that. And he, well, I'll drink it. Good yeah. girl, it was piss. Because there was another, there was another lad next. I don't know if he was that. Was it a guy called Chrissy Bradshaw lived because she was at the top of the square. Chrissy ne- was there, next, wasn't he? Next door to me. Because we used to spend hours in Aye. that little cul-de-sac to keep you up, so isn't that? Yeah. So our house, mine and his house right was at the flat, top, wasn't there? Yeah. and yours was he to the side. right of mine. Yeah. Right? So he was a good lad. I kinda, aye. There was about three brothers, wasn't there? Aye. Um, aye. The, he was the youngest, and there was a sister as well. can't even remember me at the last no, time. No, I, I can't, I can't remember. Oh, fuck. I'd, last time I seen him, windmills, right? And that was probably be like 93. God, I was going to say, mate, that's a long, because that's been aye. for a long time. Hasn't so it's it, a reunion this way in. What, down there? No, Who well, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, it's in, uh, they're giving us the, the money, actually. They're giving their Vicks the money for oh, yeah. um, the, the dorm money, tenor, tenor oh, okay. in there. So where, where's the uh, reunion at? Uh, the Saltgrass pub oh, down right, Deptford. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know where it is. Yeah, so the I, live bands and that on there. Aye, aye. So it's the same bloke who's got windmills, or had windmills, that's putting it on. Right? Well, so I've been living away from Sunderland longer than what I lived there, you know. Aye. So I moved away in 96. So... 2020 now, isn't it? 24 uh-huh. years. I was 22 when I moved away. Uh-huh. Flies, mate. It does and all, man. memories, it does. the estate. Aye, exactly. Uh, the, the things and all. I mean, you think, when we when we, when we were kids at St. John Bosco, you wouldn't think this far ahead, would no, you? No. You know, like, it was like, what you were having for tea was but probably a, as but, far as you would go. you're a young one, aren't you? You don't, mm. you don't think it anymore. Right? Like, I just mm. want to enjoy myself aye, today. Today, aye. Get in, mate. You know, if you tea, then you're off to bed, and then you're uh, up the next day, like you said, you're kicked out on a weekend, uh, right? I don't want to see you till the night. Uh, late and all, yeah. late on the night. No, I mean, I wouldn't. Camping out, mate. I remember your <laughs> mum making us the doorstep sandwiches. Your <laughs> mum was a legend. Uh, I, I camped out in our back. Back on. Fucking hell. And that, uh, was, I, that was an episode. Can I camp out? No, you're not. I said, just next door. Nah, you're not camping out. <laughs> Getting up in the middle of the night and just yeah. wandering the streets yeah, for no it was, reason. Wasn't it? Uh, just zipping the tent. Uh, it'd be really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just carry the portable telly in, didn't you, on an extension? I, 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 to the, the window, I right, put the for black and white, <laughs> black and white thing at the you bottom of the thing. Dial, dial it in. And I remember once as well, we uh, it was horrible weather, and we uh, we went in, we went in. The, I was climbed through the window, went in the. I opened the door, went in the front room, and 
we'll put the telly on it, and there was them days was nout on the telly. So turned it off, but put the fire on full, and obviously we all fell asleep. Now I mean, darker up, and you went fucking mental, like <laughs> fucking fire's been on all night. You know what I mean? <laughs> you wanted to sleep. You wanted to sleep outside. But that's what I'm saying. Then, as a kid, you think, what? My kids are the same. Uh, Turn the lights out, man. Uh, man. Chill out. It's a light. Uh, but as a kid, how much does that cost? You don't think about yeah, that, do you? Well, exactly. You know. You don't. My daughter's terrible place. for it. Like, you, just constantly t- walk I, you know what pisses me off? Daughter and partner have the heating on full rate, and then they open the fucking Windows. window because it's too fucking hot. Pounds just drifting <laughs> It's just too hot. I'm like, turn the fucking heat off. Turn it off. It's simple, really. No, no, no. no it's too stuffy. Yeah, I like it warm, but not stuffy. I know that my oldest one's left me. You miss it because you what you think. Nothing to turn off here anymore. Aye, aye. Nay morning. No, nay morning. Nay morning, aye. I've got a sign in my office at home. Grumpy dad, that was off my oldest daughter. Aye. Like, I'll take them. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, the, the fucking day at work with me. This is the thing I'm miserable. I don't think I'm miserable. You know what I mean? I think <laughs> I'm the life and soul. Ways, <laughs> you know your what I mean? I just think exactly. So. Obviously, both of us went to the same school, so this conversation, other than well, for the viewers. You see that? Uh. <laughs> I didn't go to St Thomas Aquinas. Did you go to St Thomas? I did. Aquinas? I. I. Well, that was closing down as I, I was, was leaving I. school. So we got shipped to St Aidan's. I. What so was that like? Two bus ride journey. Two. To get well, to exactly. It wasn't Town and Farm. Two bus journeys two from bus anywhere. Journeys. The only place it wasn't it was from Town and Farm. Town and Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember we used to get the the bus from the top terminus and yeah, drive round to the bottom? I. And we used to uh, race so you could pick the bus. See so you could get on. I. But I remember that it was like was it the one three five and one three six? Aye. The long way around the town. But it took about two hours. I saw him stand at Town and Farm shops as a kid, 11, 12 year old, <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning waiting for the first bus to get me to the town for eight. With the blokes he's got in the pit. Yeah, with well, all the workers and you're there. Black, black and yellow tie, going to an old boys school, getting, getting off the bus and getting filled in off all the Thornhillers. <laughs> but yeah, mate, it's all... It's all Character building it. This is Wouldn't change it for the world. No, I know, I know. I mean, we had a, a good laugh in the junior school. Senior school... Uh, it was alright. Uh, school wasn't for me, you know. I wasn't Did academic. Did you see St Thomas Aquinas all the way through? Aye, uh, it's closed the year after me, so okay. I, the, I left, and then whoever was went in at the fifth year, that was the last fifth yeah. year. See, even that's different now, it, like because Katie will see, like I'm in year ten. Yeah, well, like, uh, my, yeah, my middle one, she's twenty, so she had to stay in education till she was eighteen, unless they got a job, right. a job, so that they stay in sixth form, college or employment. So, yeah. Oh, well, I, I, Katie's hoping to go to uh, some sort of stage school or something. That's good, mate. Oh, no, I'm, I'm out of the moon for her. She's, she's had something to need. No, she wants to go... Well, she wanted to go to London, but I've taught her that, so she wants to go to Liverpool. Oh, it's a specialist yeah. one in Liverpool. She's got to go to college here first, then yeah. hopefully she'll get a scholarship and then move to Liverpool. Like. Get the scholarship, make it all that support. Oh, this is what I'm hoping, you know. And I said it right at the beginning. I mean, we were talking, she's been at stage school for 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been on the West End. Mm-hmm. Loads of things. She's done loads of stuff. Really proud of her. And I said, well, I'll I'll sort you out. Mm-hmm. If you're sticking at school, I'll sort you out. Yeah. And she has. So, um, you know. That's no. why I always say to my kids, if you, if you leave school and you work, me and your mum look after you. you know, we don't we don't want any board or this, that, or other. You know, you, you stick in and we look after you. I think that's a good thing. If you see her, you stick in. You know, it, it's too easy to... It's too easy to criticise kids and that, because it? not everyone's academic, are they? So it's, it's too easy to, like, why is your grades not... I mean, I've been lucky with her, because her grades are great, but... It's not just being academic, it's a different ways of learning the kids, especially nowadays. You know, back then, 
you know, we talked about dyslexia. It was, you didn't even hear that sort of thing in no, school. No, did I you? didn't know that. Well, you I couldn't spell it. Read or write. It was because you think it's shit. Uh-huh. No, no, it's not. I uh-huh. really, I seriously cannot. All, all, all the things is mixed up. Yeah, you fucking idiots. No, they're not. Wasn't, it wasn't said, mate, was it? Well, no, that supports there, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, and so, should we have been a thing tonight? Uh, called Sid, the Sid Project, and that's for dyslexia, mm. uh, and it's it's for the community. And I, they've got this like, it's free and it's on everyone's laptop. I don't know how you do it, like, but it's software for so you can just speak into it and it'll type it off for oh, you, okay. and and uh, it plays back for you, yeah. and it, it's really good. Like, yeah, so we, they're coming in to do a, a, a podcast. We done that um, in my work a few years ago. There was a kid, a military. I was an instructor after left the army. You know, you can spot people. You know, you struggle, don't you? And you look and you think, that kid's struggling. So I went across, what's the matter? He's lame, I can't, I can't read what it's saying and I'm embarrassed because I'm an EOMI mm. peer group. I'm an EOMI people of the same rank who I don't know and I don't want them to understand that I can't read and write. So we just put some more time and effort in with them. We stayed behind after and we, we read the qu- normal assessment. You read the question and you present the answers, A, B, C or D. And he flew through it where he was feeling everything before. They're just recognising it, mate. It is. I picked up on it. Yeah. Picking up on it, and it's a, a, it's good that people do that now. You know, like you see when we were kids, you were just fucking thick. Yeah, because he's thick as shit. <laughs> yeah, like, get, put him in the corridor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, or, no, or her, right? You're off to Jewess. Nothing against the girls uh, that worked at Jewess, but you know that was, uh, your options were limited. Uh, mate, uh, wasn't it, when you left there was no such thing as university. Like, it, well, in my class, I'd see it. Like, you no, know, that was. I mean, I was lucky. I, I had the army. That's all I wanted to ever do. So I was doing that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing was like, right, well, you'll have to do that. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, you'll have to. That's right. And the, well, a lot of people's options was the pit, wasn't it? Oh, Where the stadium oh. is now. But that, that was getting flattened as exactly. well. Exactly. Like, what we're going to do. Then Nissan came along. And yeah. Nissan generated all, all this work for the North East, didn't mm. it? Well, I, uh, with my dog being down the pit, I was no way I was going down the pit. Mm. He's leaving up, leaving at four o'clock in the morning, so well, he walked to work. You see it don't you? You see what that like uh, does. It's not for me, that like. But if there's no more options in the North East, what do you do? Exactly. Well, exactly. You've got to provide, mate, haven't you? This is the long and short of it, isn't it? You've got to provide for your family. That's yeah. right, mate. Uh, so, after us having a mental childhood at, uh, <laughs> at Town and Farm, I left. So that'll have been about... I think it was 82, it might have been 81, but I think it was 82. So I left to do my thing, so what was it like up there? Obviously it wasn't as good now, oh, I wasn't no, there. We had, a, uh, we had a pretty rough upbringing, to be fair, uh, parents-wise. So it was, I was just looking for, when I was old enough, just to get out there, what I was going to do, I didn't know. But then my cousin got the Hilton Castle Arms, the pub. Right. We'd been brought up in pubs and clubs all of our lives, because she moved to town and found from down in Workman's mm. Club. So I went down and asked for a glass collecting job. I was only 13 or 14, I think, at the time. Um, so he, he took me straight on, and I never looked back. Don't get me wrong, mate, being 13 and 14 in that environment, little castle arms in them days, you know, you're exposed to all the drugs, mm. all the violence, all the sex at an early age as well, and you think, whoa, this is great. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know no different. Well, yeah. You know, so I was getting picked up on a morning, bearing in mind I was at St. Aidan's School, and there's lads picking us up, so my, my friends are all a lot older than me. I'm 13 and 14 in a pub. And the lads were like out, out working, do you know what I mean? So they picked me up. I remember getting dropped off in St. Aidan's Yard in an XR2. It's fucking handbrake turns and that in the school yard every morning getting dropped off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I went from from the Hilton Castle Arms. Um, and then I just, I was getting into trouble all the time. I got done for a fray, wounded with intent. I went on a remand for a little while. And I thought, fuck, what am I going to do? Then my old man died. Don't get me wrong, I didn't have a good relationship with my old man. And I thought, I need to get away from this place. 
and that's when I sat up, mate, bolt up right in bed, and I, and I said to her, well, Claire, I'm still with her, my wife, been my wife now for 20 years, I said, I'm joining the army, and she just fucking burst out laughing, <laughs> you joined the army, there's no way, bear in mind, mate, I was always off my nut, always, drink, drugs, doing all the wrong things, so I did, mate, I jumped on the bus, went down to, uh, down the town, to the career's office, I remember there was a guy called Peter Crookshanks. I don't know if Peter's still around. He but is. I've not seen he Peter is. for years. Yes, man. So I told Peter, because Peter was ex-artillery. Uh. Um, and he says, right, when you go in that career centre, do not let them talk you into joining the infantry. I said, no, no, I'm not. I want to trade. So Peter was taking me running, getting me all ready to go on my selection in Glencourse. Anyway, he goes down the career's office. And the guy sat there, sergeant, Royal Artillery. Right, what do you want to join? I said, I want to be a recovery mechanic in the Remy. He went, oh, we're going to struggle, mate, getting you in that. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put this video on. I'm going to make a few more inquiries for you. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Well, he only showed me one alive. We're going to Cyprus. So they're showing all the beaches and I. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The lads on the line. Windsurfing. He come back and I went, forget that recovery mechanic, mate. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so that's how I ended up uh, joining the LI. And that's bizarre. That's exactly what I was in, one LI. Yeah, yeah. So it all started from then, mate, uh, 22. Been dragged up in the northeast, but don't get me wrong, mate. I put you in good stead. It did for me anyway well, when I joined it. the army. All them experience because you see other kids who've been mothered all their lives uh, and they're put in that environment and they can't cope. They can't cope. No, similar tasks, they can't. Yeah, can't similar cope. Similar tasks. Yes. Even just being away from home. Mm. I thought it's like, God, this is great. This I've got all this food. I'm getting paid for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm in the sun. That's it. <laughs> That's great. So what? What year was that when you got to Cyprus? Uh, I joined. The battalion in '96, and they were in Colchester, so I was originally posted to Colchester. Um, so I've done my training Winchester, ATR Winchester. That's in John Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Moore. So I was there for a while, and we came up to Catrick. Uh, done really well in Catrick. I actually broke my arm in Phase One, and I cut the chalk off because I didn't want to know the, the, the threat of getting uh, back spotted. Uh, so I cut the cast off and just cracked on. And we were expecting our first baby at the time. Casey was 20 now, 23 actually. Um, and I thought, I can't be getting back squatted. I need to get home to see my kid. The kid had been born. I'd not seen her yet. Anyway, passed out, mate. Uh, met the kid. Went to Catrick. And then we got Colchester. Um, and that's where I met a few of the lads from who were recognised. And one of the first blokes that I met, I didn't know in battalion, was Chris Batty. <coughs> I ended up getting in a car with him to come home on a weekend and um, we're a guy called Rob Ox do you know Rob Oxley big Rob big Rob doesn't bring a bell no I mean I might if he's watching this sorry Rob <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then the next meeting we got back to Collie and Chris was like right Liam we'll go out and everybody knew Chris and Chris knew everybody in battalion so he's my life in and then you start meeting characters like Harry Caracou Nigel Redfern Stephen Simpson who was well, a local lad well. and then you start and settle in I used to not around Harry oh did you uh-huh. Good lad, Harry. Nice talk. So, yeah, and my next introduction with Chris was a, a night out in Collie High Street. Still a blur now. Aye. It wasn't like a pint, it was bottles of Frascati wine. Come on, let's get that down your neck. So that was that was my introduction to Aye. battalion life. And you do, what, how did you find battalion? Did you like it? Loved it, mate. Aye. Loved it. Began because I was 22. I knew a lot of people, so I just seemed to settle in. Mm. I was fit, I was keen as mustard, because I knew what I'd... I knew what I was leaving behind was no good to take me forward, you know what uh, I mean? Oh, yeah. So I thought, right, I'm in now. The army's my life for the next 20 odd years. If I'm still here, that's what I'm going to do. And I, and, I, and I progressed really quickly, mate, really uh, well. 
And you, was it 98 you were in Cyprus? It was, mate. So, oh, 97, 97 to 99, I believe it was. Right. So, moving on to our, like, how we met again is I came over to, for New Year in 98, so 98 gone into 99. Our first year that we've uh, been there. Gone and I came over. Remember that, mate? I'd not seen you since we were kids, had I? No, well, we talking like from probably, unless we'd fleeting sort of things. Yeah. We hadn't seen each other properly I, I remember then. seeing you once. I was at the Mercedes Benz garage. That was after. Was it after? That was after, because that, um, that was when I had the bakery. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, that was after that. So I probably just fleeting if we might have seen each yeah. other in the street, but not properly. And then, I remember you going to join the army. Aye. Uh, I saw, oh, he's joined the army. And it was like, back then joining the army is a big thing, mate, isn't it? Somebody joined the army I? thing. Wow. Uh, well, all my family thought I'd be back out in six weeks. It's a same, no, mate, isn't yeah, it? It's a same. Yeah. That, but like, makes you not want to get, no, get on. Right. I mean, it, it, even as much as how shit it was the first six weeks, mm-hmm. like it was in my mind thinking, yeah, well, I've gone back yeah, after yeah. six weeks, not when people are thinking of it. So when we got, uh, we came over to Cyprus and uh, you come round Christmas. I did, and I. And proper surprise. Yeah, like, I did. I did. Proper, like that. But so again, you, you're talking about that, you know, and it just, it just seems like yeah. yesterday, doesn't it? So if you think... It was you and your missus, wasn't all it? Right, so if you think, if I left town farm in 82, and that was 98, what's that, 16, yeah? 16, yeah, I ain't saying, yeah. It's a fucking long time, a long you know? Time. But you just pick up, didn't you? Well, exactly, mate. I mean, just exactly. from where you were. Exactly. And then, I mean... We had some mad couple of days then, like or a mad week. Or well, whatever. I went back to work, and if memory serves me right, Chris didn't come back to work. You went to Wainapa for a few weeks, <laughs> didn't you? Or a <laughs> week or a, went for a week, uh, or a couple of days. Well, I was in Cyprus, I think, for ten days. We went there for a couple of days, but to be honest, it was New Year and there wasn't much happening. Like in Wainapa, mm-hmm. I wasn't much happening anywhere to be honest. No. But like, apart from that camp, yeah, <laughs> BG, and there was too much happening on that. That's all closed now, mate. Is it? It's just it's, like, it's still a tin city. So whether they've got plans to build, mate, I don't know. But I was across there all day last year. It's just desolate. Just took right. the city. You really took the Cypress, like, didn't you? Mate. Well, when I was based there, I, because, again, I loved the army and I was getting on well, the hardest thing, my wife, Claire, wasn't there, and neither was my youngest daughter at the time, Casey. They were still in Town and Farm. So I, we were renting a place in Town and Farm while I was in the army. Um, but that was the hardest part. I got home twice a year. You know, you get home for summer leave, mm. Christmas leave, but I thought, right, I'm leaving in two... I'll be back in the UK in two years, three years. What's three years, you know? Because I thought, if I go back there, there's nothing for me. I've got no skills. I've got no qualifications. Mm. Didn't finish school because I thought, I've got a job for life being brought up in mm. the pubs. It's easy to slip in all ways, oh, aren't it? Of course it is, mate. That's one of the reasons I've never moved back to the North East. Mm. I've been the army a few years. But, and I thought, if I go back there... There's always that temptation. Yeah, and I've got three, three, three daughters. And I thought, mm. They've never lived here. Aye. So I've just constantly kept out the way. Not for, not because I don't like Sunderland. Oh, no, well, you can't be on me. Yeah. It's because of me. Aye. It's, it's not a... I've worked hard, mate, to get you have, you better you myself. Uh, well, this is it, mate. I mean? This is it. So you, you were in... Nin- we're in 99 now when you are in Cyprus? So 97 to 99, yeah. I got promoted. I got my Lance Corporal in Cyprus. Junior NCO's car. I got... Got noticed pretty quickly, being in with people like Chris, Jinjari, uh, Joe McMillan, who I'm mm. really, really good friends with. Oh, now. Yeah. But uh, Joe was my worst nightmare because I was always fighting and getting into trouble again. Being a young lad from the northeast, nothing phases you when you go in the army. So I've been fighting. I've done something. Not somebody. 
we'd been out in Limassol, and one of the young, not young, like, he just joined the battalion, and one of the lads' wives was over, and we were on duty, and we'd heard this lad had tried to approach his missus while, so I says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill him in when I get back, and I did, I filled him in. So I got kicked out of Jim Jarry's platoon and put in with Joe McMillan, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. Because Joe's at Andy, Andy's no, well. Um, so they sent me straight up the mountain to Trudos and I had to mark time in front of Joe and I was like yeah anyway they took me to one side him and the boss and said work hard and we'll look after you and that was a turning point for us so they got me on the NCO's card pretty soon after that um, done really with the NCO's card I came second on the NCO's card and then just, just flew on from there really mate went back to the U we ended up moving back to Edinburgh um, Dragon Barracks actually pretty soon on to Junior Brecon Flew through Junior Brecon. <coughs> really good grade and pass off Junior Brecon. Back to Battalion, done tours in Northern Ireland, Kenya, Cyprus, Falklands, all them sort of places. Um, and first time in Northern Ireland, I was a full corporal. So I'd never been to Northern Ireland mm. before. And he's all of a sudden, you get a team. The lads who have been to Ireland, you know, the, the sweats. And mm. he's me, 24, probably at the time, 25. There, there's, your, there's your team, you're off, you're in charge. So that you just, but you can't, you can't let anything phase you. No, of course not. No. You know, you've got to lead by example. Right, exactly. One, they look like you to fail. I think mm-hmm. this red arse never been to Ireland yeah. before. And two, right, I'm going to show them how to do my job. Right, well, and th- this is the thing that people do always want you to feel. Mm-hmm. And it's weird as well. I, what I find is, uh, I don't know if it's an English thing, but people are always, doesn't matter how good somebody is at something, somebody's always wanting that yeah. to happen here. Always. And it's fucking weird, isn't Always. it? Because I'm not like that. Yeah. No, and like me personally, if yeah. someone's in, especially if they're from Sunderland, honestly, I'm proud you as anything. I'm encouraging people uh, yeah, to it's succeed, great, no uh, what they want to be or what they want to uh, do. And I, do, I don't understand, but there's always people sniping and always people wanting you to, you know, don't get fuck me wrong, up. mate. There is people there. You think, God, I can't fucking stand you. Oh, uh, well, well, you've got where you've got. Uh, but no, so so yeah, I came back from Cyprus. We went to Dragon Barracks. Like I said, done my junior Brecon done really well and then I got selected to go up the depot and I ended back in ITC Catrick so by this stage Claire and I had been married um, our second girl had been born and Claire was with me in the army at this stage so there was nothing really that brought me back to Sunderland mm. Claire's from Sunderland as well so <clears throat> whenever we came back we come back to see Claire's family that was it really so yeah into I- ITC Catrick uh, it was my last Last month, I'd done my seniors, I was waiting to get promoted, and I got blue rang grenade. I was going to say, should we let build up to that story? <laughs> because <laughs> the ending sounds good, but let's have yeah. the story, yeah? So I was a training corporal at, at the depot, and uh, Iraq it was was in full full flow, if you like. Um, and we were in War Cup. And one of the final tasks the young lads have got to do before they leave is, is throw live grenades. So we built them up on a static range. And then we moved down to a pass fire manoeuvre range. So we, the weather was horrific, and I mean horrific. Pissing down, blowing the gale. So I come through. I'd been running, I'd been running actually the static range and the RCO, uh, the range supervising officer, I could called me down saying we need to get these guys through these guys are off to Iraq and they need to tick in the box I said right I'll close this range down and I'll get across this range and walk up so he's got to walk me through the range so walking through the range anyway as we got to the end I put my foot on the parapet it was like a tibia where you threw the grenade from and it all crumbled away 
And I said, really? This is not safe. No, we've just got to fucking get them through. And that was the attitude. I'm not going to mention, obviously, no names, mate, nothing. Right, we've just got to get this done. We've got to get this done. All right, let's crack on. And it was the last fire team that went through. This kid threw the grenade, but as he went to throw the grenade, his wrist hit the parapet. And the, the new grenades, you've got like a safety clip, a safety pin. Yeah. Pull the pin, observe the target, and, and away you go. Well, the new grenades, the L109 HEs, they've got short fuse time, usually about five seconds. And the blast is, is, is obviously a lot greater. So as he threw it, his wrist hit the parapet, and the grenade just fell on the other side of the TBA. So I'm thinking... Well, we're safe because these TBAs have been built for this. So I get him down and I lay on top of him. And then when you, you squint your eyes, <laughs> I lay on top and I'm squinting my I'm eyes. squinting them down, mate. And you count them down, five. And anyway, this fucking thing went off. And I knew straight away something was wrong because there used a massive ringing in my ears. Um, and I felt all this blood. Well, I didn't know at the time, but it was just running down my face. So I'm, st- I'm stood up. Because obviously the game we talk about leading by example. I know I'm injured, but I picks this kid up, and I'm screaming. I'm saying, "Finish the fucking position! Attack <laughs> the enemy!" You know, you want him to come across the top and finish the enemy position. And he's like that, looking at us in horror. And I'm screaming, but I can't hear myself now because of this oh. ringing. And there's a guy, uh, Paul Reid, lovely lad, full corporal um, at the time as well, ex Green Jacket, rifles now. Um, He's shouting, stop, stop. Anyway, took my helmet off. All his hair come out. There was like little uh, flows of blood splurting from the top of my head. So I get to my first field dressing out my weapon, and I tossed it at Paul, and I said, just dip it in the stream. I'll be fine in five minutes. Anyway, by this stage, they had already kicked in, phoned an ambulance, blah, blah, blah. The next thing, mate, I remember waking up in Carlisle, infirmary hospital. A couple of days later, I'd been took in. They'd cut me from... My forehead, all the way around the back, peeled my skull back, eh, my scalp back, and took the shrapnel out my skull. Was there much? Well, there was a pot of shrapnel at the side of my bed <laughs> when I woke up. I was a pot of shrapnel. Have you still got I, it? Well, I'll come, mate. Right. You'll be shocked. Well, I don't think you will be shocked about what happened. And I woke up the training team with that from Catrick laughing. No, like, that's where I thought. So I'm there, mate. I come up my operation on things, big long white tights on, not a fucking stitch on. And at the time, David Beckham was in one of you with its. Brushed up uh. hair in the middle. So I loved my hair, mate. I had this proper hairstyle. I get aware of being a corporate on the depth wall. Uh. And they shaved me from my ear <laughs> to my other ear. So I had all this hair on the back <laughs> and nothing on the front. Two big black eyes. Tubes coming up my head and off for a drain. And they said, you haven't seen yourself? I said, no. He says, come on, we'll let you to the toilet. So I get out of bed. On the trolley with the, with the, the fluid. The oh, yeah. drip. So I push myself in. And uh, like that. I just shocked. So it was obviously the first time I'd seen since it happened. People say I was unlucky, but I think I'm lucky. Well, yeah, of you course know, you're lucky. Still, you're still, still alive, aren't you? Still be here. Um, so yeah, so there was a pot of shrapnel. There was my uniform. There was my helmet when I when I was in the hospital. Um, and then the next thing, I was told to hand in my uniform, but I kept the shrapnel. The shrapnel was at home when I got back my army quarter in Catrick. Um, and there was a W.O. one small arms school called SASC he called me in and I was ill mate I, was, I wasn't well I've just fucking been blown by a hand grenade and they called me in to work and there was a sergeant major was a green jacket the, the light div sergeant major and he was a top bloke he says listen he's going to try and get you to change your statement to say it was your fault do not do anything stick to your guns 
He's saying, don't listen to what he's got. Anyway, mate, I f- shuffled into his office. I was in dog order. And he started accusing me, mate, now because I wouldn't back down. Uh. Anyway, I just stood up and I told him what to do with himself. I said, you want to talk to me in future? I'll give you a number for a solicitor because I'm done. I'm going to have you. And all I ever wanted was, it was our fault. We're sorry. Oh, uh, we are. So that was the grenade incident. And did, So was that you finished with the army then from then? No, not initially. Not not initially, no. So obviously I was on the sick. And my time at ITC Cattery was coming to an end. I was going back to battalion. Um, to Iraq. I was hoping to go to Iraq to the battalion. The lads the lads had been backed up, or they did back to another regiment up in Germany, and they were all in Iraq. So I'm thinking, right, great. I'm going to go back. Um, but not, never to be, mate. So I was sent home. And because I left ITC and I'd not been sent back to battalion, I'm just sat at home. Uh. I'm sat at home, mate. I'm on the sick. Couldn't go. I couldn't even walk five yards, mate. Where I'm getting migraines, it was terrible. Um, so I just felt myself in limbo. In the end, I was going to the, the military hospital that was there, the DKPMA, just now flattened now at the right. white shops in Catrick. Uh. And I was seeing a doctor there, and uh, just because no, nobody would help me. Twelve months later, mate, no word of a lie, I went to the Army Education Centre in Catrick, and there was a WO2 there, Bob Sykes, top bloke, top bloke. And I said, Sir, you've got to help me. He said, What's up? I said, I've been home for a year. I said, nobody, nobody's doing nothing about it. Nobody's listening. So he phoned Manning Records in Glasgow. They went, oh, Sergeant Quinn, and I'd not been officially promoted, is in Iraq with his unit. <laughs> he says, he's fucking not. He's, he's, mi- he's missing in action. He's like, Mate, I put loads of weight on. I'd not been shaven. I'd hit the drink. Our oh, lass had left me. I stood there like Ray. He says, he stood here like Ray Mears. He's not in Iraq. <laughs> and that was like, how long could this have gone on for? Oh. This is a year. So from that moment, mate, the obviously everything kicked into action. I was at my med board in York probably about six weeks after I walked in there and discharged, probably the same month. I was devastated, mate. Devastated. Because you're like, what do I do? Mm. No resettlement time, nothing to think. For me, I'd left all this behind and the army was my life. Mm. And all I ever wanted for them to say was, come back in. But it wasn't to be. Talking heartbreak, no? Oh, it wasn't the time. Oh. Mate, I couldn't, years ago, I couldn't have had this conversation. Oh, yeah. Because I used to just break down because of my injury. Because even though I was injured with a grenade, I've got no physical issues now apart from the scars on my head. It, there was loads of mental issues and I didn't know what was going on. And that's why Claire left. She took the kids. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't physically violent about it. It was the verbal abuse. Mm. That can be just as bad. I had it, nobody you know? to, to talk to, nobody to take it out on. And I just wanted answers. You you know, no one getting in touch with you from the army or from from anywhere really it, it, for a year is fucking horrendous. Like I mean, that's what they've got welfare officers for. You know? Mate, I'd be after I'd been discharged. I got. A, I mean, got you a, were in Iraq, like so they couldn't get you. <laughs> I got a postcard saying I hope you're enjoying your time at E type post. And I'd been up the army a year. This was off the new CO. I'd come to the battalion. You couldn't you couldn't make it up. <laughs> the fucking wind you up, man. That'd be the lads up and just trying to send so, them back. So a lot of people would have just thought, okay, and I'll just I'll just keep taking the money and oh, yeah. stop it. I couldn't, mate. I was I'm always a go getter. I want to be moving on. I want to be busy, but I couldn't be busy at the time because of my injuries. So I was just sat festering, and I did it the drink Aye. badly because I didn't know what was going on. I'd been I'd been Morrison's in Darlington because that was our local supermarket at the time, and I'd f- walk down the middle of the aisles and just empty all the food in the middle of the aisles and walk away laughing. <laughs> For no reason, I'd be out with Claire in Richmond. I'd get out my car, mate, and start fighting with somebody for no. I don't even know them. Aye, uh, because it was this. It was the. It was a frontal brain injury. 
and I couldn't I couldn't rationalise with what was happening. So if somebody said something, I would go home and stew about what they'd said for mm. two, three, four, five days until I saw them again. In the, in, the, in the fucking food aisle in Morrison. I couldn't let it go, mate. And something got to give. My relationship, mate, went went down the pan. Obviously, we're back together, mate. Been back together a long time now. We're happy, but it was it was hard work. Mm. Hard work. And, and I, I went I went to see a shrink. I was seeing a shrink at North Allen Hospital. Two year. I used to leave there, mate, and feel suicidal. <laughs> I've been through it, mate. Another another script. Uh, I thought I felt all right coming in here. <laughs> I fucking want to go and toss myself off a bridge now. I've had an hour. <laughs> I thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to come out of this? Nobody to help. I'm not in the army anymore. Don't want to talk to me family because I think I'm letting them down mm. because I want to provide. So I just, I just, I, I don't know, mate. I suffered in silence for a long time. I think a lot of people do, time. didn't they? A lot of people do, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I thought, I've fucking got to do something about this. So my my moment was um, going down to Cornwall, mate, and, and talking to somebody and enrolling on an NLP course. For me personally, that that saved that saved me, that let me get back on the road, to where I wanted to be. Mm. And from then on, mate, <coughs> I can talk about things like I say. I couldn't have talked about the grenade. I couldn't have said this. I couldn't have said I'd be in floods of tears now. I'd have took these headphones off, mate. I'd have yeah. been gone. Storm off. Now, straight out of Tesco's. Twenty four hours Tesco, you know. I'd have been sat on the beach for a bottle of wine. <laughs> I wouldn't have been going home tonight. <laughs> you could have stopped that yeah. mind, mate. Could have stopped that mind. So. So yeah, I've been I've been through the mill, mate, but come out the other end. And and I mean, I know sort of you, you gone to Cornwall was the turning point, but you've sort of done loads since then, and yeah, yeah you, loads, like yeah. like you know, I've, yeah. Do you want to try? Don't, don't get me wrong, mate. I don't. The army doesn't owe me anything. Mm. Everything that I've got today, I've worked hard for, and I thank the army for everything they give me. Mm. I see lads and lasses who are veterans. And I see them struggling. And I know we can't talk everybody with the same brush, but I'm thinking, you've been given the same traits that I was given. Discipline, courage, selfless commitment. Do you know, you, you employ them simple things and you should be able to get on. Yeah. Dis- discipline is massive. I totally agree with you. Self-discipline is massive. I think a lot, a lot. well, cl- client-wise, I think a lot, it's in them all, it just it needs to bring them back out. Because mm. you had it before. You know, and but people suffer, and then they they sort of go inward, and they they maybe suffer and sort of a bit of self pity, really. Yeah. You know, and thinking, well, I can't do it again, yeah. but you yeah. can't do it. Another bit, I, I was suffering from some, right. from self pity. I wanted somebody to give me some answers. Nobody could, and I thought there's only one person's going to be able to change this. That's me, and it's got to be the individual first who wants mm. to change. If you don't want to change and you want to just sack it off, there's no hope. I'm sorry, there's not, because you can you can you can go all day long and try and help somebody, but if they don't want the help, mate, you're not going to change. Mm. As simple as that. I've got the T-shirt, mate. I've, I've been there. I've done it. So, yeah, from then on, mate, really, and I've always had good jobs. That was the thing. I've always had good jobs since I left the army, so I was hiding this at work, and then I was coming home and fucking breaking down. I've worked away since 2004 on different contracts and different jobs all over the world. I'll be sitting crying and shaking in a hotel room because I couldn't deal with things. <laughs> And I've got nobody to talk to. So, yeah, like I say, mate, I come back to the NLP side of life, then I could understand what was really happening. I didn't, but I was a non-believer about this NLP stuff. I really was. Oh, a lot of rubbish doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. But I had a personal experience, and it worked for me. Well, that's all. You can, you can judge everything by if it works for right, you, mate. can't you? It's worked for me. Yeah. <clears throat> so from then, you know, you can ask Claire as well, ask my wife, and she'll see it. From, she says, it's like having a different bloke back. The... the, the Anger just went, 
I didn't have to rationalise anymore with why somebody was doing this or somebody said that. Don't get me wrong, I've still got a quick temper, but I can deal with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got some great jobs. I've got a fantastic job now. You know, I still work in defence as a training consultant. I'm all over the world, mate, working with Royal Navy, Royal Air Force, the Army, foreign, military, NATO. I've got a great job. Well, you did a, a great thing for for Vicks mm. last was it last? Uh, remember the other one, one before, before me? I think it was, wasn't it? And you had about twelve of us down there, and you had a, a thing called yeah, lead the way. Lead the way. That's right. So again, that? I mentioned Joe McMillan earlier aye, in our aye. conversation when Joe was. I'm trying to get Joe to come on here. Top bloke, mate. Aye. Lovely bloke. Uh, really good friends now, actually. Um, but I mentioned Joe. He's, he's a term sergeant. He'll put mm-hmm. me on a straight narrate in the army, and he knows he did. I tell, I still tell him today. If it wasn't for him, I'd, I wouldn't have progressed in mm. the army. So I was on a, I paid quite a lot of money to go on this leadership course. Uh, it's called the Institute of Leadership Management. And I was down in Gloucester for a week on this course. And I thought, I've got all these skills, you know. I could do this, but I could do it better. And I know the person that I would like to do it with. And it was Joe. So I finished the course. <clears throat> and I was driving on from Gloucester. On the Friday, I finished the course. And I phoned Joe when I finished the course. And I says, do you fancy setting up a business together? He says, doing what? So I told him, he said, right, let's meet up. Next week, so I travelled to Joe's and we start putting the wheels in motion, mate. They start running, lead the way. Hard work, really hard work, time consuming, but again, it was a commitment. But we were doing that as well as having our day jobs as mm. well. First year, we bust our nuts, mate. First year, we got some really good support from the manager that was in Whitworth Hall at the time, uh, ex reserve Marine, Chris, top bloke. But we didn't quite have the support of the owners. Things were happening in the background. We were burgled a couple of times. Vandalism of all of our equipment. Um, and you just think, God, is it worth it? It was worth it, you know. And then mm. we, we get we get used guys and girls in the door and you think, actually, it is worth it. Mm. It, did, it did it did wonders for, for the mm. clients. Like, they still talk about it now, you know. It, 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 was, a great, it yeah. was a great experience for them. Like. So what do we do? We're doing air rifles, aren't we? Air rifles, axe thrown, fire lighting. Oh. Yeah, we had a great, great crack. Like it was a good, it was a good day, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was really good. Eh? But Joe and I set courses up for for um, for kids as well who didn't have confidence because we're full of confidence. Mm. And that's what we do. You know, we instill confidence in other people and, and build people up. That's what I'm saying. It's all about helping somebody else. So we work with the kids. We we were really far down the line with Durham Council as well to work with kids that fell out of the education system, Mainstream. who were being sexually abused. The parents had passed away, and people. Kids that were just feral, for want of a better word. And these kids all their lives have just been told, fucking useless, move, you're not good enough, you can't do this, you can't do that. So we were right down the line with Durham Council. Um, but we ended up closing the business down because, again, the damage that was caused. Mm. But we met fantastic people. Unipress, big northeast company, they were brilliant with us. You know, We delivered loads and loads of courses to their apprentices. And made a massive difference as well to them young guys and girls. Um, I'm in the process of looking for new premises. Joe's moved on. Joe's set another business up. Mm. And if he comes in, I'm sure he will. He'll tell you all about well, what Well, that's what I, w- I want you to advertise. Um, so I'm looking for premises, but closer to where I live now. Because I was having to travel from Richmond to, I know it's not far, 45 minutes up to Bishop, Bishop Auckland. So I'm looking for something around Catrick. Ripping area. MOD's offered me land, but I've got to pay for it. I can't leave any kit. Mm. Yeah, I'm happy to pay for it, but I cannot be 
you're going to be Moving carrying your fucking the stuff. Time. The amount of stuff you had there, or, yeah, it's, it's not logical. That. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. And my wife and I have just opened up a little B and B at home. Well, this is what uh, I wanted you to uh, advertise. To be honest, so you get some proper good reviews, aren't you? Oh, mate, yeah, B and B. Well, when we first moved back to the U, because again after my accident, I couldn't be around the military because I'd lost everything, mm. and part of my rehabilitation was having to leave. So we sold our houses. We bought a couple of uh, ex-military quarters for not a lot of money, and sold them for quite a bit of money when we left. So we moved to Pizzuri, me, myself, Claire, and the two girls at the time. Had a beautiful villa in Pizzuri, swimming pools. My middle girl now was my youngest at the time. She went into the local village school. She was fluent, mate, after three or four months. I'd fly home on a weekend because I was still working in London. Mm. I'd fly home and I'd see all these Cypriot kids in my pool. It wasn't, it was my daughter. So, you know, like, you're proud of no, her. But my oldest daughter, she didn't sell. And we put her in a private English school. And she just pretty much cried for two years to come home. You know, but, but Claire, not once did she complain. She was like so 100% support. It was when we moved back to the UK. She broke. She actually broke down in the airport <laughs> when I picked her up in London. So I'm never, ever, ever doing that again. If we go, we all go and we stay together. Mm. So that's when we moved back, mate. So yeah, the B&B, we moved to a little village in North Yorkshire. Um, and we only had the two girls at the time. And I still remember the phone call in my office. I was working at RAF camp in Cosford. Phone rings. And it was Claire. She went, are you sitting down? I said, oh, you're fucking joking. She went, I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's like that, you're joking. I says, we've got two girls in Ely man. We want a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. So along, <laughs> along came Tilly, mate. It was nine now. But the house we bought was an old stone house, 1860. It was only a three-bedroom house. But we had these barns out the back where they used to, it was part of an estate years ago. They used to bring the cattle to mm. feed them. So we quickly got one of those, made plan of permission, turned the one around. And my oldest girl moved in. She was like fucking MTV Cribs, mate. Right, fucking right, right. Revolving door, fridge was never closed. <laughs> Lights always yeah. on. <laughs> so it's been, the barn's been a place for my oldest daughter to be brought up. It's been a sports bar. It's been an office. It went back to the bedroom. And last year, one of the lads I worked with says, what do you do with your barn, Liam? I said, oh, it's just locked up now, mate. So it's done. He says, have you heard of Airbnb? No, I never heard of the thing. He says, have a look at it. I knew I looked and I thought, oh, it seems pretty straightforward. So we talked the place up. It's really nice, like, it's really nice. Um, and we put it on Airbnb and we've been pretty much full on since June last year. Um, we're just in the process of building, like, a private a private garden with guest hot tub and everything, and that's yeah. really nice. So, yeah, we've just, just that will be done. Uh, actually, for Valentine's weekend, Matt, that's what we were aiming for. I'm sorry, I kind of come with you. <laughs> <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't an invite. <laughs> you say that when we're no, on that camera. That wasn't an invite. Um, so, no, we, it's good, mate. <clears throat> I said to Claire before I come, I'm not just saying it because I'm on this podcast. You, you, you're more than welcome to say either you and your missus come or you can offer a night for two of your clients, mate, right. to come along. Top of man. Top so, of man. Well, what, what I was going to say, if you give us a, a picture. We'll put with the details on. We'll put that on the end of the podcast. No, it could be. Also, at the end of the podcast, we always play a, um, a tune. Any favorite songs that I you want? My on? favorite song, mate. Some might say Oasis. Oh, I love it. Easy one. It's my karaoke song. Is mate. it? Oh, oh, fuck. Do you want to sing it then? No, instead, instead of going live. No, <laughs> I need a couple of beers, mate. Me, uh, I need my Oasis coat on. <laughs> Are you going to get Claire? Get me my Oasis coat, <laughs> mate. You ask any of me kids. My dad's favourite song, Oasis, so might say. Yeah. Excellent. I'll definitely get that, mate. I'll definitely get that for you. Yeah, I'll 
honestly been a fucking brilliant laugh. Oh, like, mate, unbelievable laugh. Just memories for me as well. That's what I'm saying. It, a long just, time. just the thoughts of the leg gone in the fire and yeah. stuff like that. One, it's just. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't very good for her because she had no. to hop around, but no. you know, and for I, the rest of us, it was really funny. I don't think legs were that advanced back then, mate. Were they? <laughs> 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 if I remember, it's not the foot on. It was fixed position as well, wasn't it? <laughs> it was fixed position. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Right, Amy, thank you yeah, very much. Any 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 time you want to come an, again to come on, you know, brilliant. And yeah. try and talk Joe to come on, because I, I, have, really, a, I actually, have asked him. He's away at the minute. He's away skiing. He's actually coming down mine next week. So I'll... I'll I'll ask Jordan. Oh, right, definitely, because he can come because he's got his own business. He's fascinating, it? mate, to speak to Joe for an hour. Oh. Some great, great stories. I want him to fucking Top sing. Floor. I want him to sing. Yeah. Guitar, mate. That's what I'm saying. I he'll sing his song, he'll sing his song <laughs> isn't he? Because remember, we went to um, Scofield. We that's right, mate. Two, two years ago. Two years ago, and then we went that back. That's nearly the, December, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. And we went into the. We had the like barn. A, a barn, didn't we? And he was up singing all night. It was yeah. fucking class. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bottles of whiskey. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I felt that the next year. Bottles of whiskey. <laughs> I think we went through three trees, didn't we? The wood. <laughs> we did. I stu- the if you remember, I stopped them all night to yeah. keep it warm. Yeah. Thought that'll be a good idea. It, was, it wasn't. It was creeping out to try and get up the next morning. I was like, who's that? On stag. On stag. It was brilliant, mate. Right, cheers, Liam. No, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Bob. Cheers. Yeah, I'm not a member of the day. What? Yeah, man. I'm not a member of the day. I'm not a member of the day. I'm not a member of the day.